Welcome to Alaskwatch, the show all about Bigfoot in the great state of Alaska. I'm your host, Beans Baxter. So lace up your boots, zip up your coat, and come with me on an adventure as we explore all things cryptid in the last frontier. Hey everyone, welcome to Alaska Watch, the show all about Bigfoot and all things cryptid in the state of Alaska. I hope everybody's doing good out there. We are winding down in August up here in Alaska. It is getting a little chilly in the mornings. I woke up this morning, it was 40, 47 degrees, I think it was. Actually, um, turned the heat on when I got downstairs because uh, my dogs like to lay in front of the heater in the mornings and uh, I could I could just feel that chill in the air. So I turned it on, let them... Uh, roast in front of the heater for a little bit like they like to do and uh it's coming people it's not going to be long now um i do want to get out for one more at least one more overnight <clears throat> camping trip i i it's going to be chilly but i think i can do it um i just i've been you know i've got to be honest with you guys i i said i'd always be honest with you a little disappointed in the field activity this year. Um, I don't know if it's because of the forest fire that went through last year or what, but uh, I just uh, <clears throat> haven't had much going on. And uh, the one time that we did hear something, uh, I didn't have an audio recorder. So, you know, an- another year and uh, I-, I learned something. So I guess it wasn't completely wasted. I learned to always have an audio recorder on me. But uh, also, you know, we're going into September, October, and that is statistically when a lot of sightings occur. So, you know, we're, we're coming into the, the busy season. I'm using air quotes. Um, so maybe something will happen. Uh, I do plan to get out in the field a few more times, but like I said, probably just one more overnight where I sleep in a tent. And uh, speaking of field expeditions... Uh, big congratulations to Extreme Expeditions. Uh, those guys just got back from their Pend Oriole. I think that's how you say it. Pend Oriole County Expedition. Uh, I understand uh, they had a little bit of luck. Uh, it's not my place to uh, say what happened, but uh, I do understand they did some filming, and I'm sure there will be a um, documentary or a uh, show coming out uh, documenting their exploits there. Uh, pretty jealous. Wish I could have went. Uh, I was, I was invited of course, but, um, I just, uh, I couldn't actually, I could have went, I was off. I think I would have only had to maybe take one day off of work, uh, to go there. And I was off pretty much every day of the expedition, but because of the coronavirus restrictions, um, I could not, I couldn't attend because although technically like if I was just like a normal Joe, it wouldn't have been a problem. But because of where I'm employed, they have extra restrictions in place where if you travel out of state, you have to quarantine for two day or for two weeks, or you have to like get a test, like two negative tests before you go back, which from what I understand could take about two weeks anyway. So basically I would have had to have burned uh, two weeks of leave for a one week trip. And, uh, that, uh, that gets pretty expensive, pretty quick. Uh, you know, when you start talking about burning leave. So anyway, I decided, uh, 
against going, although I really, really regret it. I think um, at the end of the day, <clears throat> when things get back to normal, having that extra week or two weeks of leave will, um, I think I'd rather have that probably than have to spend that leave sitting at home waiting on my test results. So there's uh, not much more going on than that, people. It's, uh, you know, but with with everything going on, uh, things have been uh, kind of slow. Um, not a whole lot to report in the in the Bigfoot field. Um, you know, not a not a whole lot of conventions or anything like that going on. In fact, I, I don't know if I mentioned it or before or not, but the uh, uh, third Sasquatch Roundup has been canceled. That was uh, set to take place in November. Uh, a little disappointed about that, but uh, at the same time, I probably I, I I would have went no matter what the restrictions were because I promised Stephen I would be there, but. Um, it was uh, it was probably going to be the same deal, so I'm I'm I, I'm really disappointed it's uh, that it's canceled. But at the same time, I'm I'm kind of happy that I don't have to deal with traveling and the restrictions and all that mess. So I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Regardless of what your opinion is on all of this, I think we can all pretty much agree that uh, it's. Uh, it, it, it needs to, something needs to happen. They need, it needs to stop. We need to get places back open. Uh, people need to start going about their lives. And, um, I'm tired of wearing that damn mask. Although, uh, most places around here are pretty, pretty lax about it. You don't have to wear it, but there's a couple of places that, uh, that are enforcing it. Um, Anchorage, I guess, is, uh, got some pretty strict restrictions on. In fact, my wife and I were planning on going to Anchorage and, doing some shopping and, um, having a nice meal. And, uh, we kind of put our plans on hold because they had banned dine-in eating again. So, uh, we'll put a pin in that and, uh, go back to it later. Although we are planning a trip, uh, later in the month of September, uh, we are going, <clears throat> we got an amazing opportunity to drive through, uh, Denali national park. And it's, uh, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. I think probably maybe we'll record some video for that. We'll throw it up on the YouTube page. Um, don't expect any any Bigfoot activity. Although I think there has been a couple of sightings in there. Maybe if I if I remember correctly, I want to say that the one that I'm thinking of it was from a tourist that was on a bus, and they basically just saw a large brown shape moving away from them, which could have been a moose. But <clears throat> anyway. That's neither here nor there. Uh, we're going to get to drive through there and uh, hopefully get some amazing video. Hopefully the weather cooperates. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, that brings me to the topic of this month's episode. It's kind of a filler episode, uh, but I think it might interest. If you're listening to this, obviously you're interested in the outdoors. You're interested in camping and stuff like that. So hopefully... Uh, there's some good information here for you. Recently, on one of our camping trips, uh, my wife and I, we kind of decided we needed a new tent. Uh, we have an old, I think it's a four-person Glacier's Edge tent. And uh, it's not its not a bad tent, but it's old. Um, you know, I don't think we've uh, taken... Ver- I'm sorry, you can hear my dogs in the background, I apologize. Uh, we haven't taken really good care of it. <clears throat> um, in fact, last time I... 
went to put it together. I realized I didn't have any of the, the stakes for it. I don't know. I have no idea where those stakes went. Um, unless I, um, took them out to put them in another tent, uh, kit or something. I, I don't know. Anyway, so we were kind of in the market for a new tent. And the last time I went solo camping, I had a really hard time finding a place to put up my tent. Um, I found a couple of places and they weren't very level. And then I found another place. This is in a designated camping ground, not out just bush camping. And uh, I found another area and there was like in the campsite where would have been prime tent placement uh, it was full of dog poop and uh, it just kind of it, it just kind of bummed me out and uh, I was thinking man I need another option here as opposed to just throwing my tent on the ground <clears throat> so I got to looking and uh, I found uh, a company called Napier and they make tents that go in the back of a pickup truck so this is a truck tent uh, if you just google uh, Napier truck tent that should come up. I believe their website is napieroutdoors.com, something like that. And, um, so I started looking at these tents and I kind of fell in love with them just looking at them on the web there. And I thought, man, I've got, I've got to try this because basically it just transforms the bed of your truck into your tent. Um, and they're pretty tall. You can almost, it's almost like having a camper in the back of your truck. You can almost stand up in it. In fact, I mean, I, I can stand up in it, but I have to hunch forward a little bit. My wife, I think she can pretty much stand up uh, completely, maybe just have to bow her head forward a little bit. But uh, anyway, I was looking for them online, uh, had a really hard time because, you know, it's obviously it's like in the July, beginning of August, it's prime camping season, had a really hard time finding one in stock, uh, none we're in stock locally. Uh, and when I say locally, I mean like Anchorage. So I ended up ordering one. I, th- I think I ordered it from Cabela's and, uh, I screwed up. And instead of paying for the expedited shipping, I went with the shipping. Ex- they told me, I think it was like free for standard shipping. And they told me it was going to be like seven days or something, seven to 10 days, I think for the standard shipping. So that's what I chose because I thought, you know, I, I've got to work for like the next seven days. So it doesn't matter if it gets here between now and then or not. And now I'll have it for my next week off. So that's what I did. Screwed up. Should have paid for the shipping. And, um, they sent it FedEx smart post, which is just, if you don't know what that is, uh, yeah, I bet if you live in Alaska, I bet you know what it is. But, uh, basically that's when somebody ships you something like FedEx or UPS, they'll ship it. And, it starts off with the UPS or FedEx and it goes, it travels pretty fast. It'll, you know, it's point of origin. Let's say it starts off in like Alabama or something. It'll start off in Alabama. It'll go to like the hub in uh, Louisville or wherever the hub is. And then it goes to Washington and then it sets in Washington where it gets handed over to the post office and it sets in a warehouse until they either, I'm not sure if they're waiting on, a certain amount of mail to send it up here, or if it just like first come first cut serve, like this batch got here first. So it's going out and then it just sets there basically for a couple of weeks. So it took 
20 some days for it to get here when it's supposed to take seven to 10. Uh, so I missed out probably on uh, at least a week's worth of uh, camping with it and uh, kind of bummed me out. <clears throat> but it finally did get here. Uh, so what I got, I actually ended up going, I kind of had to, I couldn't really choose. I had to pick what they had in stock. So I actually got this sports truck tent, the 57 series, the camo one, which is a little bit more pricey. <clears throat> um, I think if you buy just the plain Jane regular version, they're about $180. Uh, this one, because it's, it's the sports version was like $300. Uh, but it does have some features that the regular plain Jane version doesn't. First off, it's camo. So, you know, there's that. Not to that Because it's, unless your truck's camouflage, it's not really going to matter. I think it's more of an aesthetic thing. <clears throat> um, it has better waterproofing than the standard version. Uh, this has uh, 1200 mm PU. I don't know what any of these stand for. 1200 mm PU material coating for waterproofing. Uh, it has fiberglass and steel poles, which I'll talk about the poles here in a little bit. Uh, the tent material is 75D190T polyester taffeta. And uh, the floor material is uh, polyester Oxford. <clears throat> it has a gear loft and a lantern holder, which we did use. Uh, it has a little pocket on the side. It has a really nifty carrying bag, which I didn't have hardly any problems at all getting it back into the bag. Uh, poles and everything included. I know everything, you know, everybody always talks about how hard it is to get the tent back in the bag. <clears throat> uh, I generally don't have a problem with it. You've got, what you have to do is when you fold your tent up, you have to use the poles basically as <clears throat> a guide as to how to fold the tent. You have to fold the tent to the length or shorter than the poles to get it back in the bag. Uh, the bag, it's actually a pretty high quality bag. It expands, uh, so you can make it a little bit bigger. Although I think I could have probably got it in there without expanding the bag. Uh, but um, anyway, so I'm gonna get into some pros and cons of this tent uh, and see maybe if you wanna spend your money on one. Um, I, I have to say, you know, it's definitely got pros and it's definitely got cons. Um, I think probably the pros outweighs the cons, uh, but bear in mind, I've only, I've only used the tent for one trip. Uh, I slept in it for two nights. Uh, I've only put it together once. So just keep that in mind. This is actually, you know, this is a sh short, uh, a short term review. Uh, I've only had the tent for a little bit. So keep that in mind. Um, you know, in, in another year, I might be back on here saying it's rubbish, uh, but so anyway, the tent, <clears throat> it says in the materials, uh, in the instructions and, uh, in the literature online, it says it takes 15 minutes to set the tent up. I think it took us this and keep in mind, this is the first time, uh, we got it. Uh, we didn't practice with it. We just took it straight out to, to our camping area and, and put it up. Uh, my wife and I, and you know, I thought the instructions were pretty clear. 
Um, I did see some areas where there could be some confusion, but I think as long as you just pay attention to the instructions, I think you'll be okay. The poles are color coded, uh, but there are two poles that are pretty much the same color. <clears throat> Although one's a short green pole and one's a long green pole. So I don't, you know, I could, I could see how initially that might uh, confuse you, but uh, as long as you just compare the two poles, the two green poles, one is obviously longer than the other. Um, you know, it took us a, a little bit longer to put it together than I thought it would. Although we were stopping and, you know, looking at the instructions. Uh, I didn't, I didn't get to the point where we had to undo anything. Like we didn't have to take apart a piece and then redo it. But I did end up uh, resetting the little, there's uh, latches that kind of attach to the underside of your truck and uh, you can tighten them down. I did end up repositioning those uh, just because I, I didn't, I didn't like the way we had initially put them on there. And I actually kind of looked at the, the uh, box that the tent came in or the, the bag and kind of saw how they had theirs on. And I kind of mirrored what they did. And I think it worked out a lot better. Uh, the original way that we had put it on there, it actually was putting a lot of stress on the material. I was pulling it pretty tall. Uh, so I ended up changing that and making it look like it did in the picture. And uh, it seemed to work out a little bit better. Uh, I was pretty happy with the uh, ruggedness of the tent, the, the tent floor. Uh, you know, I felt like I could go in there and walk around with my boots on. It wasn't going to tear up the floor. Uh, I was happy with the height of the tent. Like I said, I could almost go in there and stand up. <clears throat> Although we ended up putting an air mattress um, in the tent, in the, in the bed or the bed of the truck. Uh, so, you know, I, and we didn't spend a whole lot of time in there. Granted, you know, we pretty much just went in there when we were going to sleep. Uh, although I think my plan for the future of this tent is when I go out, uh, by myself, I'm going to get a cot, uh, just a, a single man cot and use that. I'll put that down and, um, kind of put it to one side. That'll give me the rest of the truck bed, uh, to use, you know, I, I, you know, most tents, um, you know, they're pretty cramped. And you can't really, it's hard to do anything in them other than just lay down and go to sleep. You can't get in there and change clothes. It's hard to like, you, you know, put your shoes on or do, you know, anything basically inside of a tent, you know, other than maybe change a shirt. Uh, you, you know, it's hard to change your pants. You kind of got to do the worm and wiggle around on the floor. And definitely with this tent, you've got room. Uh, you can basically stand up. You can put, you can change clothes. You can change pants. You can put on a new shirt. You can stand up and twirl around and, uh, you, you have plenty of room, uh, as long as you don't have like an air mattress on the floor, like we did. So I think <clears throat> my plans for the future will include just putting a little cot in there and that should give me plenty of room. In fact, I could have room for like a little nightstand or something in there. If I wanted to, uh, I could probably put a little table in there. Uh, it could, it could basically, uh, be like a little camper. So I was really impressed with the roominess and the interior of the tent. Uh, there, there's a lot of poles. I think I counted and I can't remember how many there were, but there's like 10 poles that put this thing together. The, <clears throat> the, uh, installation of the, of the poles, um, was kind of a con putting the tent up. 
uh, I think is was kind of a con in my in my book. Uh, there was some concerns. So basically the tent, you just slide it in the back of your truck and then you start installing the poles, which lift the tent up, create the frame of the tent, just pretty much just like any other tent. Uh, there's these little nylon pockets that the poles, uh, seat in, and that creates the tension for the poles to bend and uh, lift and create the frame. <clears throat> and that, that was okay. Uh, there was a problem, the long green pole that creates the awning, basically the doorway, uh, that, that pole, I, I don't understand how it didn't break. That thing was bent almost what, like 180 degrees and it was under a lot of pressure and nothing, nothing that I did. Like I tried, I, I thought that I was like, man, that does not seem right. <clears throat> So I tried to relieve some of the pressure on it by, you know, undoing a couple of straps here or there, or, you know, I tinkered around with it quite a bit, could not find a way to relieve the pressure on that awning pole. So, or yeah, the awning pole, I think is what it's called. So I don't know if that's just the way it was designed or maybe if we did something wrong, I could not find any mistakes that we made. Uh, We followed the instructions pretty much to the letter. Uh, I did go back and, and loosen up a couple of straps to try and release some of the pressure. <clears throat> uh, when we took the tent down, uh, you know, you could tell that pole was basically permanently bent. I mean, it was up for two days in that position. Uh, it was bent almost at 180 degrees. And um, I don't know. I, I, I felt like um, that was a lot of pressure on that pole. And in fact, if you go to the website, the Napier Outdoor website, you can order extra poles. And just kind of as a preventative strike, I am going to order an extra one of those, the green awning pole. And I'm going to order maybe an extra black pole or maybe two extra black poles just in case. Because I feel like that green pole is going to break someday. And... Um, I did notice too, while we were putting the tent up, some of the black poles were kind of, uh, you know, you could tell they were under a lot of stress. You could hear them uh, kind of cracking as you, you know, we were hoisting the tent up. Uh, and I did read a couple of reviews where some people were complaining about the uh, the poles breaking. So I am going to order some extra poles uh, just to keep uh, as a just in case scenario. Uh, and if you pick one of these tents up, I suggest you probably should do the same. Maybe even order them when you order the tent. Um, but uh, that's really my biggest concern with the tent is that green awning pole. And uh, just with some of the poles potentially breaking. Um, I'm kind of curious to see how it goes when I have to put it up by myself. Uh, my wife helped me this time. There was two of us. Uh, I've seen videos of guys putting it up by themselves, so I know it can be done, uh, but I think it might take me a little bit longer than 15 minutes. Uh, We'll see. I might uh, practice with it a little bit in the driveway before I go out by myself with it. Uh, But anyway, you know, it's um, it's got a window in the back, so if the back uh, window of your truck slides open, uh, you can access your vehicle, <clears throat> even if it's just to reach an arm in there 
and grab something. I think it has uh, little ports where you can put chargers. You know, you can run a charger from your truck to the back of the tent. My truck window does not, the back window does not open. So that's pretty much useless to me. Um, and that brings me to my other con. Um, basically the two cons I have for this tent is that it, the, the, the putting it up is a little difficult and the, um, the window situation. So there's two windows, one on, well, there's three, if you count the one in the back, but technically there's two windows, uh, one on each side and the rain fly, uh, covers the windows up and it covers the, I mean, it's like on the window. There's no room between the rain fly and the windows. The rain fly sets on the window and there's no way to roll the rain fly up on the sides so you can use the window. The rain fly basically has to be on or off. There's not really an in between. Um, and I feel like that's probably, I think probably they're going to improve on that in a future generation of this tent. It would have been really nice, especially during the day. You know, we wake up, uh, there's a little bit of condensation in the tent. Uh, it would have been nice to be able to like roll the rain fly up and open the window to let some air get in, uh, to help with the condensation situation because as it stood, all I would have, you know, the only option I really had was just to remove the rain fly. Well, then if I'm out, you know, if I'm away from the truck or, you know, we go on a hike or we're fishing or, you know, whatever, and it starts raining, which sometimes, you know, it does here, just a, a rogue rain cloud will come over and just dump some rain. Uh, you know, you've got to get back to your tent and throw the rain fly over it or everything inside is going to get wet. So it would have been nice to, it would be nice to have that option to roll the tent up or the rain fly up over that window or at least one of the side windows. So you could uh, get some airflow in there. We generally, we just, we left the door open and would leave the, um, the net over the door and uh, let air get in there that way. But it would have been nice to be able to open the window and, uh, you just use the window. Like if you wanted to, uh, when you're inside the tent, but so far, uh, we have not figured out a way to do that. Uh, another small con that I have with it. And you know, this is, kind of one of those duh, no brainer things is, you know, by using the bed of your truck as your tent, you lose the bed of your truck as your storage. Um, you know, generally when I'm out camping and I have, I, I like to use totes. I have uh, a tote that I have all my gear in and then we have, uh, you know, a cooler with our drinks and a cooler with our meat or food. And, uh, generally if there's something that I want to kind of secure or put, put up, uh, I'll put it in the back of the truck. And with the tent in there, you kind of lose that. And you don't, obviously you don't want to sleep in the tent with your cooler. Um, I actually, uh, kind of came up with a brilliant idea and, uh, we were trying to figure out what to do with the, the food cooler. And I didn't want to put it in the cab of the truck, uh, because for a couple of reasons, one, I didn't want the food to be where we were, you know, even if it's in the cab, a bear might, uh, you know, come and investigate the truck and two, I was afraid the cooler might leak. Um, you know, we had ice in the cooler. We had, the, it has a little plug on the end. I didn't want that plug coming loose and then leaking water all over my truck. Uh, so I kind of come up with a brilliant idea, uh, you know, where we were camping, we it's, there's one spot there, one camping spot. Uh, there's what's called like a vault toilet, you know, a bathroom that you can go into and sit down and 
go to the bathroom, but there's no running water in there. So I just said, well, we'll just put the cooler in the bathroom. So that's what we did. We put our uh, food cooler in the bathroom and uh, set it in there overnight. Uh, our drink cooler we actually used as the step because um, you have to step up into your the back of your truck. You basically have to step up onto your tailgate to get inside the tent. So I just set the drink cooler kind of under the tailgate there and used it as a step to get in and out of the truck. And uh, I think it pretty much stayed there the entire time we were camping. Um, although maybe eventually in this future, I may get like a step ladder or a stool or something to put there. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that evolves. But uh, yeah, other than that, I really, I enjoyed the tent. I thought it was very comfortable. Uh, of course, you know, we were able to get a queen size air mattress in there and sleep on that. Um, you know, it was, I thought it stayed uh, fairly warm. It did get a little chilly in there. Uh, but, uh, otherwise I, I like the tent. Um, I think, uh, the cons kind of outweigh the pros. I'm sorry. The, I said that backwards. The pros outweigh the cons. Um, I liked being up off the ground. Uh, I thought that was a nice touch. You know, it was nice. You didn't have to worry about like a bear coming up and uh, getting getting in the back of your tent or something. Um, it does kind of limit your options. Like with most, I mean, most tents, obviously most tents just have one door anyway. Uh, this tent it does have the back window thing where you could, I guess if you really had to, you could probably open that and crawl out onto the top of your truck, onto the cab. Um, say if there was a bear trying to get in the front of the tent or something. But, uh, I felt, you know, I felt a little safer being up off the ground. Um, I don't know. I liked it. Uh, it, it we're gonna, we're gonna keep using it. Uh, the price was, I thought it was a little expensive for what it was, but, uh, it is supposed to be a three season tent. And like I said, it's made out of a little bit thicker material than your normal tent. So, uh, hopefully it holds up, uh, time will tell. Uh, I, think probably in the future this uh the version i have it has an awning uh that kind of comes out over the front entrance and we ended up just just kind of because we were following instructions to the letter we ended up putting the awning up uh and using the awning but i think probably in uh future trips unless it's supposed to rain i will probably not be using the awning um just because it didn't really seem to serve a purpose other than maybe keeping rain out of the, uh, the entryway out of the door. So anyway, people, uh, check it out. Uh, it's available on most, uh, outdoor stores, Cabela's Bass Pro Shops. I think, uh, Amazon even sells them. Although from what I was looking at Amazon's, um, listings for them, the sizing was a little confusing. Uh, I think it's best if you go to the actual Napier Outdoors website and, uh, find out what size you need. Uh, if you've got a, just a regular pickup truck with like a six and a half foot bed, uh, I think, uh, it's a good option for you. Um, I, I, I rec, I guess I have to recommend it. Uh, I can't find any reasons not to recommend it other than, you know, it's a little pricey. Uh, I do recommend you get some extra poles for it. Uh, and, uh, I, uh, I enjoyed it. And I look forward to using it in the future. Hopefully I'll get to use it one more time before the end of the year or end of the season. And uh, I think I'm going to put a pin in it there. Uh, I'll follow up as I use the tent throughout the years, hopefully, and uh, let you guys know how it performs. 
And uh, anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the summer. I will hopefully be back soon with maybe some audio or pictures or something from one of my trips. Um, hopefully we'll get something good. Like I said, this year, as far as field work goes, we've been kind of skunked. So we'll see what happens. Hope you guys uh, are safe out there and uh, take care. I really appreciate you listening. Thank you. Thank you.